from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Jillio, you and I were talking about a variety of different things and what what should we prioritize, that kind of stuff. I, I even said on Friday, it's like, yeah, Monday will be NFL heavy. You know, we're getting into the tail end of the season, start looking at some playoff scenarios. I, I think I said something to the effect of, since we don't have the Panthers, we'll probably lean on the on where the Bills are at, your team. All right? We had a big Sunday night matchup between the Dolphins and the Chargers. Am I back on the Dolphins bandwagon? Hint, no. Not after last night. Actually, it's not after the last two weeks. But I specifically told you, since we don't have the Panthers, the words came out of your mouth. <laughs> They just hung there now, didn't they? <laughs> Since we don't have the Panthers, what the Panthers go and do? We do have the Panthers. And also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers helped us get the Panthers back. It's funny. There was a there was a brief moment there under Steve Wilkes where it looked like the Panthers could claw their back claw their way back into the NFC South division race. And I joked about a 9% playoff chance even after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came back and beat the New Orleans Saints in Monday Night Football last week. But I think we all understood, yeah, best laid plans. It looks like Tom Brady's going to be able to eke out yet another division and make the playoffs and not be a factor. But, hey, props to them. They're going to eke something out. However, the Carolina Panthers went and did the thing against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. Pretty pretty good defensive performance, honestly. And they had their identity on the ground, except for that one weird blip where Ben McAdoo forgot that the ground game had been working all day, and they decided, I'm going to have Sam Darnold throw the ball four times in a uh, goal line stand. And with the, with the Buccaneers getting crushed by the San Francisco 49ers, Looky here. The Carolina Panthers are now a game out. And they actually also control their own destiny, too. They have a slate that includes the Steelers, the Lions, the Bucks, and the Saints. The Panthers have now won three of their last four. They are four and four under Steve Wilkes. There's two separate conversations here. There's Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, and whether or not they should just remove the interim tag when this is all said and done. And then there's the actual playoff chances and what it means for the Panthers going forward. What's crazy to me, Julio, is that there's an opportunity for the Panthers to make the playoffs, scratch something out of the season, but there are people who are upset that that's possible because we get caught up in tank Twitter. We get caught up in draft pick Twitter about the future and everything else rather than understanding that the players that are within the organization right now want to win now and you have a good core group that you can build around that comes with a playoff appearance. That's where I'm at with the Panthers. Make the playoffs, know where your young core group is, and go forward from there. I, I've kind of seen this movie before with mm-hmm. the Carolina Hurricanes in the many, 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 many years where it was like, you know what? We can make a go of this, and then you, you finish ninth, which is the worst place to be in hockey. Of course. I, I suspect admirable effort here by the Panthers. I, I suspect they come up a, a game or two short mm-hmm. of winning the division. And they'll probably pick in the in the worst possible spot in that doughy kind of you know eleven twelve thirteen range. They'll they'll miss out on one of the top quarterbacks, and you know what? That's okay, because as we've seen these last few years, Joe, and look no further than the than the the Panthers roster. You don't have to pick in the top three 
and and, and to get a great quarterback. No, you don't. Uh, they have Baker Mayfield on their roster, 1-1. One, one. They have Sam Darnold on their roster, 1-3, all right, from their respective drafts that they were gone. You don't have to get it up there, all right? You have to find the right guy, though. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for the Panthers, there is no magic bullet in the NFL for a quarterback other than this. And I want you to turn the film on from the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Mm-hmm. And forget that it was against Tom Brady. It, it, it's the carcass of the Buccaneers, okay? Kyle Shanahan is worth his weight in gold with quarterbacks. Mike McDaniel last night, they, they're hitting up a speed bump. Your Dolphins are hitting a speed bump. I know what it is, but go on. But when you get a guy who can work with a quarterback, he's worth his weight in gold. And that can dovetail us into Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the players on that team respond to Wilkes. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Now, he's from the defensive side of the ball. If he hires the right, if he goes to David Tepper and says, here's my plan, here's who I would bring in as my play caller, I would make Steve Wilkes the permanent head coach of the Panthers. That's what I would do. But again, that play caller has to be right. Of course. It was never right for Matt Rule, mm-hmm. ever. And I don't care who you are. Look all across the NFL now. If you can coach a quarterback and you can get the best out of a quarterback, you have the ability to win in this league. Nick Sirianni with the Eagles right now. Another one with Jalen Hurts. Again, Jalen Hurts, second-round pick, right? So you don't need the 1-1. You don't need the, the top five, top three pick in order to get a franchise changer. Traditionally, that has been the path. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, the Panthers have had some top 10 picks and didn't want a quarterback or didn't take one because they didn't think it was the right one. History will tell us whether they're wrong or they're right. Oh, there are still people that are mad about the Justin Fields. Sure. And history will tell us if they were wrong or they were right. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, But I also don't think they were ever equipped with the right quarterback coach or the right play caller. I think if you get Wilkes with the right one, you could see some major differences. So there's a couple things going on here with the Panthers and Steve Wilkes and what I like. I don't know if I'm ready to say that it's time to remove the interim tag. I know that was the immediate reaction from last night, but I, as I, as we know in the NFL, we get caught up with the last thing being the thing that we saw. I mean, we're not that far removed from Friday's show where everybody was second-guessing whether the Panthers made the right decision in moving on from Baker Mayfield. For sure. Right? So what do we see yesterday? Bearded Sam Darnold looking pretty good last night. Although, again, the reason why I'm not too caught up in the quarterback conversation with the Panthers is because I'm more interested in what the identity of what the Panthers are right now. And that's the one thing that Steve Wilkes has given the Panthers that they never had under Matt Rule. They have an identity. You say that they they respond to Steve Wilkes. Well, the reason why they respond to Steve Wilkes is because Steve Wilkes understands what their strengths are right now, and they're trying to win with those strengths. Defense with the picks, although they should have had three picks last night, and then that ground game. And even without Christian McCaffrey, they can still find a way to pound these things out. Hysterically, by the way. Hysterically. I, I Do you know why the Panthers are 4-4 four and four under Steve Wilkes? Because they're oh, amongst, amongst all of well, those things you just so the, eloquently the re- outlined. The reason why they're four and four is the reason I was going to get to next too, which is why I think Panther fans need to back off the whole draft talk. They're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. The the thing, the very thing that Johnny Football, yep. Matt Rule, could not freaking yeah. do. The one thing they're that beating, you have to do in the NFL, by the way, which is why their remaining schedule is fortunate. 
with a bad Steelers team. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The Steelers, I mean, they're back to Mitch Trubisky after Kenny Pickett got a concussion. No, I'm okay with that one. I'm saying the Lions are coming on now. The Lions are coming on, but I would also make the argument that the Lions are taking advantage of what has been a really bad NFC. We see that the NFC has one top-tier team. They have one true top-tier team, the Eagles. Okay? The Eagles. The 49ers will be lucky to get to the end of the season in one piece at this point. Brock Purdy's a great story. Don't get me wrong, but Debo Samuel hurts his knee. I know. Gosh. So, I mean, come on. Like, how many more things do the 49ers have to go through at this point, man? I hate it. I hate and, it for them. And the fact that Kyle Shanahan's still kind of making this work is a credit to Kyle Shanahan, but it also is indicative of the rest of the NFC. And, yes, it's something that we've been screaming about Matt Rule and why he ultimately needed to go. you got to be able to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. You're sp- supposed to be able to rise above the drek. And that's what Steve Wilkes has done. And this just in, the NFC is drek, but somebody's got to win it. Somebody's got to do it. And I respect that with the Carolina Panthers. Like, the Panthers are like the me of the NFC South right now. Hey, this whole lot of terribleness, somebody's got to do it right. Hi, it's me. So I'll go and do it for you. And you can carve out something that way. So that's where the Panthers are right now. So screw the draft, screw future considerations, screw this, screw that. You got two things that are going on. You got a, ha- a guy in Steve Wilkes that wants the job, and there's only one way to do it, and that is to win the division and put David Tepper in a spot that makes it really difficult for him to say no. And you also have a bunch of other guys that are playing for pride. They want to win because what do we know about the NFL? Tomorrow is not promised, man. Need that contract. Tomorrow is not promised. Speaking of David Tepper, I just referenced it there. There's a little bit of watch the rich guy squirm element to this that I absolutely want to see. I'll explain next. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So the Carolina Panthers get the win yesterday, beating the Seattle Seahawks on the road. They're 4-4 four and four now under interim head coach Steve Wilkes. They've won three out of the last four, and because the rest of the NFC is bad, with the exception of the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'll – I'll give the Niners their due as well because Kyle Shanahan seems to just have the magic touch, right? The NFC South is there for them to have. Bucks lost yesterday. They're a game out now, the NFC South. They do still play the Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints to close out the season with the four games remaining. Wilkes seems to have something going right now. The team seems to have responded to him. Here's Wilkes after the game talking to the press about the thrilling and emotional win against the Seahawks. Everything that, you know, we've gone through, they've gone through with the different, you know, coaching changes, you know, getting rid of players or the organization trying to tank it, you know, all those different things. And to see how those guys respond and came out and played today, it is pretty uh, uh, thrilling and emotional, yes. So that's Steve Wilkes after the win. And there was some confusion on social media yesterday as to what exactly Wilkes was getting at. I think he was misquoted out of context, that some people seem to have taken that comment as though he was 
saying the Panthers were trying to tank, the organization was trying to tank, but they are not. You know, the team isn't like stuff that you and I talk about. Yeah. You know, owners might want to tank, fans might want to tank, but the coaches and the players don't. No, he was simply throwing out the rhetorical of, hey, man, we traded away Christian McCaffrey. We made some other moves, and people thought we were trying to tank it. Here we are, resilient, still winning. And because of that, because of the difficulty setting that has been ratcheted up for Steve Wilkes and David Tepper, the owner, saying during the Matt Rule firing press conference that he would have to do an exceptional job, I don't know what else you would want Steve Wilkes to do to prove that he has done an exceptional job. I don't think at this point it's an either-or proposition. Like, he has to make the playoffs in order for David Tepper to truly give him some sort of benefit of the doubt. No, I think he's actually done enough given the circumstances that he just laid out. The question is, will David Tepper actually do it, though? There's a should you do it, will he do it? I think you and I can both agree that Steve Wilkes is done an exceptional job. Steve Wilkes, I think, has earned at least the conversation to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers going forward. I also probably need to understand, I, I get there's only 32 NFL head coaching jobs, mm-hmm. so they're all really good, mm-hmm. but like no up-and-comer is going to like sign up to be the next Panthers coach. Sometimes you want to give the job, or you should give the job, I should say, to the person who clearly wants it. Somebody there is who, something to that, yes. Who gets it, <laughs> yes. all right? And sometimes I feel like owners aren't interested in the guy who actually wants what you want, that they get caught up in the next up-and-coming coach, the young guy that's really going to make a splashy hire to show to other owners, I'm on some level you don't get yet, man. But, Joe, he beat a bunch of bad teams at Baylor. It's not even that. It's like, did he have a cup of coffee with Sean McVay? Well, then I'm going to give him this job. Or he's some sort of QB whisperer for a free agent you want. That's how Nathaniel Hackett got the job for the Denver Broncos. How's that working out? Let's give a little credit to somebody who actually wants the job. Somebody who's had time with the Carolina Panthers organization. Somebody who gets what it is to be a Panther and they keep pounding and connects with fans and clearly connects with these players. That should matter, right? And when you got your young core guys like Brian Burns who want to win, that should mean something as well. Here's Brian Burns. Uh, talking to Vashti Hurt, Carolina Blitz, about what they got left on the table and what they want to go do. We got four more games that we need to win, you know what I mean, to to do this, to to complete this. It's going to be a great story. What's the story going to be? What's the story going to be? Only time will tell. I know the plan. So there you go. There's Brian Burns. And then here's Sam Darnold, uh, who was the starting quarterback after the Panthers released Baker Mayfield, who ended up on the Rams putting the win in perspective over the Seahawks. It's not surprising to any of us in the locker room. It might be surprising to, to people outside the locker room or outside um, people that are in our organization, um, but it's not surprising to us. The way we prepare, the way that you know we're confident in ourselves and the way that, like I said, that we prepare and in, in, in the way that we play. Um, you know, we've been playing really well the last few weeks. We just, you know, some games we just haven't really been able to put it together in these last two weeks. Um, we've been able to do that. and. Uh, you know, it's been fun to be able to, um, you know, help these guys in the process of doing that. But, um, you know, anytime we're able to run the ball the way we have been and our defense playing the way that they are. And obviously, like I said, our special teams doing their deal. So um, makes it fun to play quarterback. So that's Sam Darnold, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers after the win over the Seahawks. So, Jillio, the, the question is, will David Tepper actually do the smart thing here? 
and give the job to a guy who clearly wants the job. Steve Wilkes' head coaching experience was 2018, one season with the Arizona Cardinals. They went 3-13. and That was the league-worst record of that season. But there's always context with this stuff. How often do you see a guy get fired after one season, after a bad season? Other than the Browns, it doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen very, very often. And there's the context of, well, who was your quarterback that year? They drafted Josh Rosen. How did things work out with Josh Rosen? I believe he made it through four different teams before so. he was out of the league. I think so. We got to talk to Mike Glennon about that year. Yeah, he was on that team. Mike Glennon was, uh, was the – he had a two-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. He was backing up Josh Rosen. I think he saw two games in relief of Josh Rosen that season before uh, being released by the Cardinals later that year. So – if you want to use the head coaching record for Steve Wilkes against him, you might as well look at the context while you're going through that as well. And every situation is built a little bit differently. Bill Belichick, for instance, I, right? I was just about to say, I could tell you somebody who didn't have a winning record at his first stop and somehow turned it out to be the greatest coach in the history of the league. Sometimes the organization is the reason why you don't win, not the coach, right? Look at Detroit. I, I would also argue the quarterback matters. The quarterback also <laughs> matters as well, which is another matter as for the Carolina see, Panthers going well, forward. Well, as we see with our guy Belichick, too. I mean, he does not have a winning record without a certain Tommy. Yes, yes. Although I, I did see the joke uh, tweet yesterday going, man, um, Tom Brady's probably wondering, wait a minute, I'm usually with a team that can make mincemeat out of a rookie quarterback yes it's like you're telling me that bill belichick wouldn't have had something cooked up for mr irrelevant <laughs> brock purdy yesterday and instead i gotta sign autographs for guys who are intercepting my balls out here what in the world is happening maybe there's a reunion for tom brady and bill that's belichick been the big rumor season. right no has been a rumor well yesterday was a big rumor for the carrot for uh for san francisco because you know brady kept talking about being back home and Kyle Shannon doesn't have a quarterback next season. You know, how much longer are they going to have Jimmy Garoppolo? What's the Trey Lance situation going to be like? Are they really going to go with Brock Purdy going forward? Well, based on how he looked last night, they benched Brock Purdy not because he was bad. No, they, they had to preserve him. They preserved Brock Purdy. That's how bad things got for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.